What's up, guys? It's Miki, and welcome back to another episode of Blank Canvas. All right, all right, all right. How is my BK fam feeling? I hope you guys are doing marvelous, wonderful, swell, just great. I hope you guys are great. So this week, I want to talk about God's goodness, God's greatness, God's mercy. So without going into detail, there has been some interesting stuff happening in my life. And I mean, if you listen to Blank Canvas, at what point is there not something interesting happening in my life, right? When the older adults used to say that you'll grow up and you'll realize there's always something or something's always happening. I finally understand fully what they mean. Because when I tell y'all, it's always something Something is always going on, which is why I try to be more intentional and make sure that I am pausing and really thanking God for all the good things, all the moments, including some of the bad ones. I've had to grow in my faith to really appreciate the bad ones, but definitely for the, even for the simple moments of just, God, you let me breathe today. You know, like, God, you gave me a moment where I wasn't, like, running with, what's the saying? Running, like, a chicken with my head cut off. Is that it? Y'all know. Like, you you gave me a moment where I could just breathe, where I could just walk instead of feeling like I'm running, where I do less, you do more. You know, while I decrease, while you increase, God. I mean... I really wish I could go into detail to paint the full picture, but I just want to let you guys know and encourage my BK fam today that God is so good. He is better than good. He is great. If I had a theme song for this week, it would be the gospel song, Better Than Good to Me, because my God, my Lord has been better than good to me. I have seen health miracles with my own eyes. I have seen financial miracles with my own eyes. I have seen grace and mercy. I have seen time extended. I have seen God keep me or bring me back to my right frame of mind, which is why I will love God out loud unapologetically, with no shame, with no remorse, because I believe, and I could be wrong, it's just my belief, but once you truly experience God, not just hear about him, not just, okay, I grew up around him and I have a, I have a a fake relationship with him, you know, like I know of him. Yeah, I believe in him, but we don't have an intimate, and I'm not calling that fake. Like, breaking these down into two different things. I could know of God and have a fake relationship like I'm putting on the show because I grew up around it and this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm doing what I feel like I'm supposed to do, not what I really want or what I really feel connected to. Then there is the level of, yeah, I know God and I truly believe in him. Like I know he's real. I believe in him. You know, like I want to have access to heaven, but at the same time, I don't have a deep level of intimacy with him. There's that level too. And again, nothing is wrong about where you are. But I feel like, y'all, when you really experience God, there is no going back. I feel like you can get mad at him. I feel like you can be like, yo, I'm walking away from you. But deep down in your soul, deep down in your spirit, your body, your soul calls out for him. It longs for the one who created you. And well, let me not speak for y'all. I'm going to say for me, 
like even in my lowest moments, even when I was the angriest at God that I've been so far in my life, and I know that there will probably be times in the future where I'm angry with him as well, I know and I could feel literally my soul still cry out for him. Why do you guys think I have an episode titled, My Soul is Tired? Because the enemy doesn't just try to wear you down in your waking life. The enemy will try to weigh down your soul, your mind, body, emotions, your will. The enemy will try to take your hope away for you not to believe. Hope is a part of faith. And we need faith to make it throughout this life and to keep going. We need faith to be able to manifest the things in life that God, not only us, but that God really wants to bring into fruition. We need that faith to bring, as I heard someone say before, a little bit of heaven down to earth, right? We need that faith. If the devil can get to us and take away that hope, if he can get to us and just wear us down at work, wear us down at home, wear us down with family, with friends, with ourselves, wear us down with our own thoughts. Sometimes it's not even the outside. Sometimes we are warring with ourselves on the inside and it is the enemy's tactic to wear you down. Listen to me my BK fam. Hear me and hear me well. Don't give up. Oh, my sweet babies, don't give up. Please keep going. Please keep going. I know you got this. I know you got this. If you're in a dark season, I know you got this. If you're struggling financially, mentally, spiritually, physically, look for him. Look for him. Seek him call out his name. If you are on mute and you don't have the words to pray, you don't have anything to say right now. You get in a corner. Well, I like corner. I like like small spots. You have you guys ever heard of a prayer closet? Some of you may have, some of you may have and others may not, but people will do little prayer closets because it's kind of like small, intimate, private, and you can just cry or scream or just be in his presence. Try even just listening to worship music. You don't have to say nothing because where we cannot speak, I don't have the scripture in front of me, but where we cannot speak, the Holy Spirit will speak on our behalf. I've said this scripture in episodes before in the past, the Holy Spirit will interpret our moans and groans and he will go to the Father on our behalf. If you can't have the words to say like, God, I'm angry, I'm upset, don't you think he know? He knows. Most of the time when he asks us questions, like, do you know where you are? Adam and Eve. He already knew they were in the garden. He was asking them to see if they were aware. Most of the times when God asks us questions, it's not because he doesn't know the answer. It's because he wants to see, are we aware of where we are? Are we aware of what we're doing? Are we aware of how we even feel? Or are we just numb and blind to everything? I want to encourage you guys to, in the midst of everything, trust him. In the midst of everything, serve him and serve other people in the way that he has called you to do. If we're not put here on earth for nothing else, we're, we're put here to love each other well and to serve each other. The greatest among us will be the least among us. The greatest among all of us will be the one who knows how to serve well and not serve just for monetary value, not serve to get an ego boost, but to serve 
sometimes in spite of, sometimes you got to serve people you don't even want to serve. Like, God, you want me to bless them? God, you want me to look out for them? Do you know what they did? Do you know what they did to one of my loved ones? You want me to be kind to them? You want me to give my last to them? And he'll gently whisper to you, yes. And you have the choice to say yes or no. And my BK fam, I highly encourage you guys to say yes, because it's not just about the act itself. It's about God trying to mold your heart. It's about God trying to work with you and through you. Sometimes he wants you to be the vessel that he uses to bless other people, even people we may not think deserve blessings. But if we really want to look at it and boil it down at the beginning, in the middle, and the end of the day, as my mom would say, I ain't even try to rhyme. Look at me, y'all. But as she would say, beginning, in the middle, and the end of the day, <laughs> do we all, like, if we all truly got what we truly deserve, and I mean truly deserve, not what we think we deserve, if we all look at our actions, if we all look at the way we all sin, if we all look at the way, we may not always mistreat people, but all of us have had moments of yelling, cussing, fussing, maybe indirectly or on purpose or directly, you know, hurting someone. If we all truly got what we deserve, let's be honest, if Jesus didn't die, we'd all deserve death. Let's start there. But if we take it down another level to just the daily things, if we all got what we truly deserve, my God, where would we be? Who would we be? What would this life truly be? And I know some of you are out there listening to me like, Miki, you don't understand. Since I came out the womb, life has been hard. Since I've been a child, life has been hard. Since maybe I've been an adult, maybe I had a wonderful childhood, but my adult life is kicking my ass. I just want to tell you, we all have a season where life comes to bop, 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 bop. I'm telling you, sometimes it's a left punch, right punch, probably a punch up the middle in my face. Did you break my nose? And it's like, God is like, mm, still trust me, still keep going. And you looking at God like, yo, bro, <laughs> first of all, you're my dad, protect me. Second of all, you're my Lord and savior, protect me. Third of all, you got more power than anybody, protect me. Fourth of all, now this is like, this is the Mickey version. Y'all might not feel this way, but let me be honest about me. Sometimes I'd be like, fourth of all, bro, hold them back. Tell, tell them to quit playing with me. Now you, you tell them, touch not my anointed one. All right. You tell them to leave your children alone, which all of us are his children, which means we really should be leaving everybody alone. You know what I'm saying? But that's a message for another day. I'd be looking at God like, you better tell them to quit playing with me because you know what my flesh can do. You know that other side. And when I have those moments... He kind of checked me like, whoa, no shit. He knows the other side. And that's the side that he's trying to work on. Instead of me being ready to fight, be ready to cuss and fuss, be ready to be resentful, be ready to hold a grudge, be ready to just be angry or anything. That's what he's like. That's what I'm trying to prune out. That's what I want you to. This is why I'm sending you different through different trials and tribulations so you can know how to manage your emotions so you can self-regulate always say we expect children to self-regulate better than we do the adults and i don't understand why or how because a lot of adults are terrible 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 at self-regulating themselves and regulating their emotions but we want to beat the crap out of a child or cuss a child out or put them in time out because they have a, 
uh, what some people call meltdowns or they have emotions. Now, do I think you should correct them and teach them the fruits of the spirit and how to self-regulate? Absolutely. But I feel like we put more pressure on children than we do on adults. And we watch adults have meltdowns every single day. I watch people in the highest office in America have the biggest meltdowns ever. Dare I say some of the times the reasons we've gone to war is because of an ego thing or because I'm going to show you that my balls are bigger. Especially if it's America, we always trying to prove a point. That's another topic for another episode. What I want to encourage you guys this week is uh, just look for God's goodness. Look for the grace and mercy that he extends. And even in the midst of everything, whether you're on the up times, whether you're on the down times, praise him through it all. And it is hard sometimes. You're like, God, I'm getting it from every angle. I'm a mother. I got a mother. But then my job is getting on my nerves. Maybe my spouse is getting on my nerves. Maybe my family's getting on my nerves. Maybe my friends getting on my nerves. And maybe nobody's getting on my nerves. But I got to do all these things and they don't understand the weight that I carry. Same for dads. I got to be out here. I got to be a dad. I got to be a husband. I got to... Everybody looks at me to protect the family. Everybody looks at me to provide the family. And if I mess up, while trying to lead the family somehow this all falls on me ladies 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 hear me hear me well as much pressure as it is on us there is also maybe not the exact same way because i know that there's a lot of pressure put on women whether you're a mom or just a woman in this world there is and i will never minimize that women face their own battles and then if you're a woman of color we get into a whole nother level i'm not negating anything any woman goes through right we we do it's it's stuff that most men can't understand but dare i say there are some heavy weighted pressures that are outside of just that that go way i don't even want to say outside of just that go way past financial for men as well think about how we say no i want a man that can lead you want a leader but your leader is still human your leader doesn't have a rule book like you don't have a rule book on how to be a wife your leader doesn't have a rule book like you don't have a rule book on how to be a mom your rule book your leader doesn't have a rule book just like you don't have a rule book on simply just being a good person or freaking walking through your faith journey like do we give grace for the men that are trying to lead their families that didn't have an example and like i always say don't lead me to hell or don't lead me to jail, hell, none of that, right? Or don't lead me to more trauma. I'm not saying make excuses, but I'm saying, ladies, sometimes do we step back and acknowledge that as much weight as we feel, they may feel the same amount, just in different ways. And men and women, do we sit down at the table and talk to each other like, bae, this feels so heavy. I feel like dot, 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 dot. I maybe can't tell the world that I feel weak in this area, but I don't know how to figure it. I don't know how to get us out of the situation or I'm working like this, but then I feel like I'm failing as a father because I'm missing all the events, but I'm providing the house. The bills are paid, but I'm failing you as a wife. I mean, I'm failing you as a partner and you're my wife. I'm failing the kids as a father because I'm not there. I can give y'all the money, but I can't give y'all the time. And I'm trying to figure out how to balance. Maybe I had the example and it's not turning out the way that I saw it growing up. Maybe it looked easier than it actually was. 
You know what I mean? Do we give the grace for, baby, I was great at leading. I was leading us well, and then I made one slip up, and now I feel like you don't trust me to lead anymore. Do we give grace for that? Do we have those open and honest conversations? Do we make it a safe space for our men to say, here is an area where I know I'm supposed to be the head, but I don't know how to be. I don't even know where to begin to look, to see how to be, or baby, my faith is weak right now. And again, this can apply to the women as well. I'm just saying, do we as people and as families sit down and be like, yo, this is where I feel weak. Is it safe enough? Because maybe, maybe it's not safe enough for the couples, for the children's. Is it safe enough to be like, you know, I feel a lot of pressure in school. Like maybe the baby's like, I feel a lot of pressure to do well in school. I'm not even doing well in school for myself anymore. I'm just doing it so you don't curse me out. So I don't get in trouble. So I don't get on punishment. Then they're not even learning for the right reasons. They're just doing it to make sure that they either avoid a punishment or that they're pleasing you. And then we know what that leads to. That's a whole nother level of <laughs> issues that's going to have to be worked out. But the good thing is they can be worked out, right? Do we make it safe enough to communicate with each other? I want to make sure I have my stuff together before I get with you. Just to make sure that we're starting on some kind of solid ground, some kind of solid foundation. I don't want us to get together and fail. I don't want us to stand together and fall through the holes and the cracks because we don't have a solid foundation. Do we make it safe enough for a person to say, I want to be whole before I come to you. I don't want to be with you just to be with you. I want to be the best version of myself that I can be at that time and while still working to continue to grow to be even better as life changes, as seasons change, do we give that space? Men, do we give that space to the women and be like, yo, I I feel like I'm failing as a mom or I'm trying to do these things to make you feel great as a husband and I feel like I'm failing in supporting you or babe, how can I support you better? What can I do outside of the home? Or, and when I say outside of the home, if you're a stay-at-home mom, I'm not saying like get up and go work or anything. I'm Because y'all, you do what's best for your family. Have the system in place where your kids are healthy, both parents are healthy, and the most important thing that's being poured out is love from all parties. Because what pours out from the parents will boil down to the kids. You can't even parent properly if you're not being loved properly by your spouse. You can't. You're deficient somewhere. And people may not believe that, but I dare you to ask the kids. You know, you could think like, I'm I'm showing up at every event. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Like, I'm there for y'all. Da, 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 da. That's nice. You're doing the things. How are you emotionally? How are you emotionally? Have your kids? How often do your kids see you truly happy? Like, you know how we see friends in relationships and we be like, yo, you're going through something. It's a whole different you. Imagine your kids seeing you go through something and they know that they don't have the highest and the best form of a parent because they're watching parents who don't love each other or who are trying to love each other to the best of their ability, but maybe the communication's off or maybe something. I don't know. It could be a multitude of reasons. Something is blocking it, right? Do we make that space safe enough for them to see it, for them to say, Hey, mom and dad, we see you guys struggling so much and y'all struggle is pouring down into us now. Y'all are failing us as parents and y'all aren't even, y'all are trying to overcompensate in parenthood because of 
where you're probably leaking out in marriage. And it's still, I don't want to say it's still not enough, but it's it's not what it needs to really fill it up. Do we give the space enough for that, right? And the reason that I wanted to add that in there was just for the simple fact of um, safe spaces are important. But the most important piece, whether it's a marriage, a friendship, your personal relationship, just any aspect in any season of life that you're in is your intimacy and your relationship with God. You look for him in the darkest moments. You look for him in your highest moments. You constantly be in his presence, sit at his feet, be in his presence, sit at his feet, be in his presence. I promise you, I promise you, it pays off. Even if you can't fill it in, in the mist, it pays off. There are so many things that God will send us through. And we're like, why are you sending me through this? This doesn't even make sense. I was comfortable here. Why are you moving me? I was good doing my life this way. Why do I feel a discontent now? It's on purpose. He wants better for us. He wants greater for us. And sometimes that discontent is to tell you it's time to move. Sometimes that discontent is to say it's time to grow. And God can see what's around the corner, what's down the street, what's down two to three streets. What's the step in front of you? Sometimes we can't even see directly in front of us, but God can. And then you'll look back and you'll reflect over your life and be like, "Mm, this is what this season was for. Mm, This is why he allowed me time by myself. Mm, This is why he changed up the routine. And you will... Look at it like, hmm, and then you'll reflect back and be like, thank you. Thank you, God. If I can encourage my BK fan with anything today, it would just be to look for God in the midst of it all. And not just look for him, but praise him and say thank you. Show him gratitude. Gratitude, gratitude, gratitude. All right, ladies and gentlemen, one of the people who know how to show gratitude well is one of my favorite people. And y'all know who it is. It's David. And I'm going to read David's song of praise from first Chronicles chapter 16. It starts at verse seven. Y'all ready? Here we go. That day, David gave to Asphaph. I don't know if I'm saying that right. And his fellow Levites, the song of thanksgiving to the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord and proclaim his greatness. Let the whole world know what he has done. Sing to him, yes, sing his praises. Tell everyone about his miracles. Exalt in his holy name. Oh, worshipers of the Lord, rejoice. Search for the Lord and for his strength and keep on searching. Think of the wonderful works he has done, the miracles and the judgments he handed down. O children of Israel, God's servant, O descendants of Jacob, God's chosen one. He is the Lord, our God. His rule is seen throughout the land. He always stands by his covenant, the commitment he made to a thousand generations. This is the covenant he made with Abraham and the oath he swore to Isaac. He confirmed it to Jacob as a decree to the people of Israel as a never-ending treaty. 
I will give you the land of Canaan as your special possession. He said this when they were few in number, a tiny group of strangers in Canaan. They wandered back and forth between nations from one kingdom to another, yet he did not let anyone oppress them. He warned kings on their behalf. Do not touch these people I have chosen and do not hurt my prophets. Let the whole earth sing to the Lord each day, proclaim the good news that he saves, publish his glorious deeds among the nations, tell everyone about the amazing things he does. Great is the Lord. He is most worthy of praise. He is to be revered above all gods. The gods of other nations are merely idols, but the Lord made the heavens honor and majesty surround him strength and beauty are in his dwelling O nations of the world recognize the lord recognize the lord is glorious and strong give to the lord the glory he deserves bring your offering and come to worship him worship the lord in all his holy splendor let all the earth tremble before him the world is firmly established and cannot be shaken let the heavens be glad and let the earth rejoice Tell all the nations that the Lord is king. Let the sea and everything in it shout his praise. Let the fields and their crops burst forth with joy. Let the trees of the forest rustle with praise before the Lord, for he is coming to judge the earth. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. Cry out, save us, O God, for our salvation. Gather and rescue us from among the nations so we can thank your holy name and rejoice and praise you. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. And all the people shouted, Amen, and praise the Lord. And I think that's a good scripture to end with this week. I think it kind of ties into my message that I just want to say, make sure you look for God's goodness, even in the midst of everything, whether you're up or you're down, look for his goodness, look for his greatness. Cause y'all, I have seen him moving and I can't say thank you enough to the most high. I cannot tell him thank you enough. So I'll tell him in my prayers, I will literally tell the world of not just the miracles, but just the the, the simple blessings that he's done for me and for other ones because my God is good. My God is great. And my God never fails me. Play with anybody. Don't play with my God. And I know that in that scripture, I read a lot about Israel and everybody feels very interesting about what's going on. And I know the stuff in the Middle East has been happening forever. And, and I don't know the truth about the details. I don't want to get into it on this week's episode, but what I will say Giving thanks and God's goodness and grace is not just for the people of Israel or not for the people of Israel who were truly pushed out. I'll just leave that there. And not for the ones who are currently there that may not have originally been there. I'll just leave that there. God's goodness and grace and mercy covers all of us. All of us. Catholic, Christian, Jewish, Muslim. His goodness and grace covers atheists. They may not appreciate it, but it is. Some of the people who don't believe in God, I watch them be blessed all the time. They think it's luck and I know it's God. I see his hand all over it, but it depends on the lens that you're looking through. It's no judgment either way, but God blesses us all. God covers us all. And don't let what's happening over there in the Middle East right now trigger you. I want to say that 
people listen to me globally and if somehow my voice in this message can get to the people over there in Gaza, I want you guys to keep praising him, keep loving him, shame on the United States for adding more bombs and not trying to do a ceasefire, shame on the United States for not trying, for not having a hard red line, for admitting there is no hard red line. When you have, you have seen the other side admit that they are willing to do a genocide. Shame on the United States. Shame. There are innocents on both sides. And again, I don't know the details of everything, but I will say shame on the United States. And the United States gets on my nerves and we just need to do better. So my prayers to the innocent people of Gaza, my prayers to the innocent people of Israel, my heart bleeds for the people in Gaza. My heart bleeds for you guys. Um, I'm disgusted with America for a multitude of reasons. I'm disgusted with the whole entire Biden administration for literally not doing the ceasefire to even try to get the innocent people out or to even try to get true supplies in. I'm just disgusted with the United States as a whole. I'm disgusted that we got so much money for war, but we can't even take care of our citizens over here. I'm disgusted. And I just want to say that for the innocents on both sides, my heart bleeds. But I want you to know, and I mean, it might not even matter, you know, like who am I, right? It might not matter. But I am disgusted and I try to share what's actually happening, not the propaganda that's being spread by our media and other media. I want to encourage the surrounding countries to pick up your balls. This is a time to act like you have some, use them, flex them. Where is your heart? Help these people at least help them escape. This episode isn't about that, but it was just something in me when I read about Israel. I didn't want David's message of praise and thanksgiving to the Lord to fall on deaf ears just because it said Israel, because that praise is for all of us. Just like God's goodness, grace, mercy, forgiveness, his love, his love, his love is for all of us. And I don't care if people want to say that this war is in God's name. Mm. We shall see how pleased he'll be with it. We shall see how pleased he'll be with killing innocent people. We shall see. And again, I don't know all the details, so I don't want to act like I'm so scholared in it, right? But what I do know is the United States is playing a heavy, heavy hand in this war as we have done other wars. And I know that there is a lot of stuff that's going on behind the scenes with oil and money and just, it's not conspiracy theories. Like if people go back and they look up the articles, all you got to do is put the timeline together. It's always, come on, it's the United States. It's always got, we in war, we got some, we're gaining something. <laughs> we're, we're, we're never just really doing this for the good of humanity. We're not. I'm not saying everybody in America is like that, but when the United States go to war, it's something for us in it. It's just what it boils down to. And a lot of times when we go to war, 
Unfortunately, it's at the cost in the souls of other people. So I just want you guys to know that Mickey is thinking of you guys, praying for you guys, sharing what's actually happening in Gaza and not the propaganda. I've seen tweets be edited in real time. I've seen um, them try to take down people like Sean King and other actual journalists who were reporting the truth over there. I've seen them try to ban their pages, but they let all the Israel news keep going. I've seen it all. So I want you guys to know that I'm doing my part. I'm thinking of you guys. I'm praying. And um, they're saying that it's possibly going to be a long road and war ahead. And I don't know because I I hope not. But God, God goes before us. He sees all of this. And I don't think he's pleased. But I, his ways are not my ways. His thoughts are not my thoughts. So I don't even want to act like I know what God is thinking right now. But um. To my listeners in Gaza or any of the surrounding nations, I'm thinking of you guys. I love you guys. And shame on the United States. Shame. Like, shame. Like, Game of Thrones shame. For real. All right, guys. So, I love you guys. Sorry to end it kind of heavy. But um, it was just something on my heart to talk about that a little bit. Because I don't want you guys to not feel God's love or not feel his presence or think what kind of God would allow this. And I don't want you guys, I don't want you guys to turn away from it. I don't want it to be like, oh, see, we're, we in Israel, we're the only ones who truly believe in God. You see how they curse him. You see, I I don't want that. I don't want that. I have a feeling God is not pleased, but he is more sovereign than me. And this was already written. So remember that that's that prayer and anything in this Bible or any promises that God gives is not just for the people of Israel. It's for all of us who love him and uh, truly believe in him. Right. So I love you guys. Sorry to end it heavy. Um, but that was important. That was important for me to say. And uh, I can't wait to see what we talk about next time. All right, guys. Bye.